I'm Julie. I'm Amy. And it's time to pucker up because the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup champions. Woo! The thing that nobody thought was going to happen. Everybody thought Vegas was going to run away with it. Let's see. Let's go through this. Washington Capitals lose their first two games in round one. Everyone says, oh, Columbus has got this. Yeah, I think there were several headlines that used the words again with question marks and exclamation points. And then Alex Ovechkin spat on the ground, said yet, and won four in a row. Yep. I mean, it probably didn't hurt that we switched from Grubauer to Holtby, but we'll get into Grubauer later. We got to talk about True. Next. Next. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yet again. 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 Exclamation point. Question mark. And tarot bang. Lose game one. Everyone's like, Jesus, fuck. The Caps are going to choke again. Come back. Win game two. Win game three. Lose game four. So it's split. And then wins, win game five and six. Game six in overtime. Beautiful Kuznetsov. Yevgeny Kuznetsov, our lord and savior. I, I tell you what, if I had to pick one of my, like, I'm never going to be able to pick the favorite part of this cup run for me because there's so many. But way, way up at the top of the list is Kuznetsov's overtime game-winning goal God, against the Penguins. Because from the steal of the puck to the give-and-go from him and Ovechkin to fucking Chris Letang just fucking blowing it. Everything. 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 To Murray being Murray. Murray like, being Murray. Was Murray one of the ones I, you have to shoot high glove side? Uh, I believe so, but he five Goosey five old him on that one. I know, but I mean I've 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 watched it so many times. I've enjoyed it every single time. Doesn't get old. Yes, that went five hole. Um no, I'm just saying because Murray was one of the ones that was high uh, Bobrovsky's high glove side. Murray's high glove side. I mean, one could say that Holpe is too. Dude Grubauer but... for sure is. Grubauer's um, got a slow glove on that side. Like, because of the way it co- he co- he brings it up over his... No, let's not get into it. Okay. <laughs> we, could go, we could go for a while about the parts where Grubauer could be improved. But we beat the Penguins. Everybody's like, holy shit. We go and we win in... Tampa in Pittsburgh Bay. in six. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm working. On. We're continuing. On. We, go, we go into Tampa Bay and we win the first two and people are like, holy shit. And then we start falling apart and people are like, yeah, the Caps are choking. Then Braden Holtby said yet and spat on the ground. Actually, he said, nah, nah, babe. Is Holtby saying babe? Is Holtby one of the ones that says babe a lot? Well, he's responsible for you're doing great, babe. Oh, that's true. They all do that so much. I didn't realize Ovi said it as much as he does. I knew TJ Oshie calls everyone babe. Well, I and I think... Ovi did it that much. I think, yeah, and I think Osh babe is probably something that followed him from St. Louis. I think it did, too. To Washington. And then we beat Tampa Bay because Brayden Holtby's like, nah, we're doing this shit. Two straight shutouts. Two straight shutouts because he's a god. A In many god. ways. In many ways. Fuck off. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, that's for the th- save that for the thylights. And then Stanley Cup final. Vegas thinks they're going to have it easy because they win game one. I don't know why, because they basically had to cheat to get there. Am I ever going to be over Ryan Reeves shoving down John Carlson? No, you're not. Am I going to be pissed about it until the end of time? Probably, and rightfully so. It's going to be that and that first tripping penalty Brett Connolly took against Marcus Johansson in the preseason this year. Things that I'm going to harp on until the end of time. 
That's my beef so, with yeah. Brett Connolly, in case anybody wondered. Well, and, and in game two versus Vegas, the Imagine Dragons curse. Hell. The Imagine fell, Dragons fell curse. Fell upon the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has Imagine Dragons come play on their ice. And let me tell you what, my theory, did I tell you my theory? Which is, which is, it's not necessarily Imagine Dragons related, but Imagine Dragons adjacent. So they had Imagine Dragons perform before game two we had sting and shaggy inexplicably before game three at least it wasn't on the ice then we had fallout boy for game four which also doesn't really make much sense because none of these have any connection to dc at all no they were just touring i know fallout boy to be blackhawks fans because fallout boy are the reason i ever saw the cup in person for the first time because when the blackhawks won in 2013 Fallout Boy were a headliner at Riot Fest, and they brought the cup to Riot Fest. Ah. Because the Blackhawks had won in 2013. So yeah. I have a Fallout so they were Boy touring and, hockey story. And the NHL could get them probably at a decent price. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm telling this whole thing because game five, Vegas gets panic at the disco, which makes sense because Brendan Yuri is from Vegas. And he performs in the fountains at the Bellagio. I have to say, that was pretty cool. I didn't see it. I didn't of see the... it. But I know. Oh, them performing in the fountains was, was, was pretty neato. And what did they perform, Amy? They performed... Oh, God, now I can't remember the name of the song. I believe it's called High Hopes. It is High Hopes. And let me tell you a story about High Hopes, which is why the whole story, reason I'm getting you can into tell it. I've been telling this story. High Hopes came out the day of Game 7 against Tampa Bay. And I listened to it about four times on the way to pick Amy up. And I was like, this is, this is it. This is the fucking song for this run. They win game seven. I didn't listen to High Hopes before game one. And they lost. I listened to it before games two, three, four, and five. And they won. So, thanks, Panic at the Disco. Yay, Panic at the Disco. <laughs> Boo, Imagine Dragons. Anyway. I what's... also think that... As soon as as soon as Imagine Dragons played on Vegas's ice, and then we came back here for games three and four, Washington immediately got rid of the whatever it takes yeah. opening music that they'd be we using used all to playoffs. Have, well, whole season. We've been using a video that used Imagine Dragons whatever it takes, and we're like, okay. Then they have Imagine Dragons come play it on the ice, and that's gone. That did not happen again for the the rest of the run because the Caps were like, okay, well, we can't do this anymore. This is for Vegas, not for us. And we got something else. We got a cup. We got a cup. That's what we fucking got. <laughs> the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. Whee! Okay, okay, okay. So if you want to listen to us talk about games one and two, um, we recorded podcasts in Las Vegas. When we were in Vegas, yeah. As bonus episodes, you can listen to those. Um, one of them is literally called, I think... Imagine Capitals. Correct. We won that game. Um, Correct. So we come home and we play game three. And game three should have been a shutout. Yes. Because as good as Braden Holtby's save was in game two, like Braden Holtby's fuck up in game three. like that. My friend Josh said, I have never seen a fall from greatness as quick and precipitous as from the save to whatever whatever the the hell that that was called. Dude, it was like... You watched him come out to play the puck. And immediately went, no! And Vegas is converging. And he makes, and like, he can either go to the left or to the right. And he, like, to away from the goal or behind the goal. He should have gone behind the goal. He didn't. And it was bad. 
because he couldn't Very get back. Bad. But game three, they, we learned we learned some things about the Vegas Golden Knights in game three that we didn't like. Correct. And we learned that a Vegas doesn't know how to play from behind. And B, their goalie sucks, but well, we okay, like that. Look, we knew that. We've been saying for years, literal years, that Mark Andre Fleury is not as good as people think he is. And he is not worth his chocolate statue. <laughs> the chocolate statue might have been better in some places. You know, Nate Schmidt could probably to cover me. more than net than he did. Nate Schmidt, who had all of this goodwill from Washington Capitals fans, because I will tell you, I wore a Nate Schmidt Caps jersey around the casino after game two. I remember. Because I love Nate Schmidt. Loved. Past Loved. Tense. Yes, I was going to say. He's um, dead to you. Let's, uh, let's, let's break this down. The Caps in the third period are up. And they come down to the offensive zone, which is on the opposite end of the arena from Amy. So she did not see which Who was doing the Vegas Golden Knights were offenders here. I could see Nate Schmidt's numbers. And I knew it was him cross-checking Tom Wilson in the back multiple times. And oh, by the way, taking a swipe at Yevgeny Kuznetsov's face when he came over to help Tom. Now, play's already been blown dead at this point. And Tom mm-hmm. is down. Yeah, but while he's down, apparently he needs some extra special cross-checks. Yeah. In the in the back to keep him there. So fuck Nate Schmidt and the horse he rode in on. And also while we're talking about fuck different Vegas Golden Knights, fuck Braden McNabb, fuck Eric Halla, fuck, fuck Jonathan Marcheseau. Who else? Oh, and fuck Ryan Reeves. Yes. But especially fuck Ryan Reeves for acting like he is somehow any better than Tom Wilson. He is Tom Wilson with no skill. One of my favorite bits of like the you know the the mic'd My up face stuff. Is hot because I'm fucking mad. <laughs> the mic'd up stuff from the series, and I forget what game it was. Was it game two that they sent Wilson out for? Something you know, off early. They sent him down the tunnel for something. It was a game in Vegas because he's wearing white. So it would have had to. Have been, it was probably game two. And they sent him down the tunnel, and somebody yelled, "Wilson, you suck!" And he yelled back at him, "Thank you." <laughs> Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson has really, like, quality chirps that you don't expect. Because Tom Wilson, progenitor of no one on your team even likes you. No one on your bench. Oh, no one on your bench. What was the one? Nick Backstrom had a good one. He was telling someone to just stay on the ice. Oh, yeah, and I forget who it was. It was Marshall. Oh, I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Who's, whoever had the game winner the game before, I think it was Reeves. Did Reeves have the game winner? He wasn't telling Reeves to stay on the ice. He was, it was March or so, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, you haven't scored. He's like, I did last game, game winner. Oh, Whoever, you know what? I you know. bet that was game one because Reeves had the game winner in, um, maybe he had the game. I don't know. I don't remember. It's all a blur. I've partied a lot since then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Game four was a fucking barn burner. Yeah, it was. That game was probably four. the most fun hockey game I've been to in my life. Dude, game four was fucking great. Game four was like, like, even when the Caps let them score those two goals, because they let them score those two goals, like they felt bad for them or something. Capital One Arena didn't calm down. Capital Run One Arena was still there for it. Capital One was all the fuck in. Oh, yeah. Big time. All of DC was in. DC was all in. DC was lit that night. DC was lit as fuck. So game four was the first time Vegas had ever lost three games in a row in the team's history. And they did it to the Washington Capitals. Actually, it was the second. Second? 
Yes. They had lost their their season high losing streak was three games. We gave them four. And the first time they lost four was when they lost the cup. Hell yeah, they did. Okay, so let's talk about game five. We were separated for game five. We were. I was sick. So I went. I was coughing up a lung and laying in bed here with a fran watching literally feverishly. <laughs> you coughed so hard you passed out. I did. That's unhealthy. Stop it was smoking. unhealthy. I'm healthier now. Good. I went downtown to our usual hang, Lucky Strike, which is the bowling alley attached to the Capital One Arena, with my roommate and a bunch of our Russian machine buddies. And, um, boy, that game was a mood swing from hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went back and forth from, well, okay, then I guess we'll get to go to game six at home. Whatever. To, holy shit, we could do this. To, well, okay, there's two more games after this. To, Oh my god, we could actually do this to All oh my right. God. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, the Caps scored first. Jacob Verana. So, I am I'm fucking hammered, by the way, in Lucky Strike. You know. I know. We'd had Look, dude, we went in there and I started with my usual, you know. Uh they finally let me have Jaeger in this fucking bar. Did they? I did they not know this. This is news to me. They found a goddamn bottle of Jaeger somewhere in this bar. And it was really funny because Brian, um, our friend Brian had been in there and he's like, yeah, I ordered a Jaeger in there. And I'm like, why the fuck won't they give me Jaeger? Because usually you're three or four drinks in and you're like, give me some fucking Jaeger. No, I start with Jaeger. I only ever start with Jaeger. I never drink Jaeger as like a, a later on in the night thing. Because it's Jaeger and Red Bull. And I like to lay my foundation of Jaeger and Bur- I have a friend who before a night of drinking always does a shot of Jaeger and then moves on with their life. Probably a good strategy. The only time I've ever had Jaeger was like mid binge. And of course this was at least 20 some years ago. But, like, and I regretted it. Mixed it. with something. Cause Jaeger's fucking nasty by itself. Oh no. I had a shot of Jaeger. Huh. Woof mama. Do you like licorice? Not really. No, but I was with, I would, <laughs> a, I was again, halfway through the binge. Mm-hmm. So, you this know, is college binge. Hold on. Uh, no, this was shortly after college. This was um, in one of my one of my few trips to tracks when it still existed. Oh my god! With friends of mine who and were like, who had, let's do a shot of Jaeger. Well, no, no, no. Friends of mine who had well, some friends of mine that I was teaching with, and then some other friends of mine who had moved here from Idaho. One of whom was visiting from Idaho who was a closeted gay man in Idaho who we brought to tracks. Oh. And, oh, my God, he just let everything fly. It was like fly. a fucking, it was like going to, it was like gay Disney World. It, it really, really was. It was 4th of July weekend. Oh. Um, I, I saw at one point there were boys up on the platform, um, two boys holding up a flag in front of another boy in the middle. And when they dropped the flag, I saw gay peen. Like it was, it was wild, and so yeah, the 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 Jaeger shot was somewhere in there. See, no- that was the night I almost got kicked out of tracks. In fact, how did you? You know what? Maybe that's a story for another time. The short version of it is, I went to the ladies' room, got sick. Bouncer come in, came in, and busted the door to the stall open behind me, yanked me out of it. Said, "Are you here with anybody?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Tell me where they are." I said, They're out on the deck. Because deck, seeing beach volleyball, everything. He brought me out and he said, she with you guys? And they said, yep. And he said, keep an eye on her or you're all leaving. Oh, so it wasn't like because you did anything bad. It was just because you were done. Pretty much. Okay. That's different than I was imagining. 
So I'm not a destructive drunk. I'm just, you know. We spent probably an hour and a half trying to get a tower of Bud Light in that bar. We did acquire you mean one of those one of those big like 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 little yeah with the, with the tap that you pour your own beers oh, out Jesus. of. Okay. We did get one, and then they wouldn't give us another one, so they just bought brought us out bottles of fucking. I think it was Coors Light. I don't know. We were drunk. It didn't matter what How it was. How packed was that place? Because it looked Dude. more packed than I'd ever seen. <laughs> I have never seen that many people in Lucky Strike ever. I think we gave away our secret. No, it was because everybody was looking for somewhere to go. Bar Louie was packed when we went in. Like, Lucky Strike already had a shit ton of people in it when we got there. But more people came in because they were, they had like balloons and stuff. And they were like, yeah, there was a line at one point. To get into Lucky Strike. Mm, 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 mm. It's like at the club. Yeah, because Sheena couldn't get in. Oh, And I had to, like, go and get her. She was like... Yeah, I mean, it does pay to be regulars there. It's like, if I... if if She said, they'll let me in if I can prove that I'm with people that are already in there. Because it was at capacity. Man, I will tell you something. The fire marshals were probably having themselves a time during that, the Vegas series. (laughs) Too many people Because I'm sure every... Well, I'm sure between the streets... And the bars and everywhere else. Sheena was telling me that the fire marshal was hanging out at the freaking Green Turtle during game four. Sure. I'm sure Green Turtle was packed as well. Yeah, she said it was insane. I'm sure. I don't, like, the Green Turtle's pretty insane normally. Uh, The uh, Lucky Strike was packed like the Green Turtle is normally packed. Good God. To put it in perspective. So if you've ever been to the Green Turtle that's attached to the arena on that street. Lucky Strike never has that many people in it. That joint is almost always dead before games because nobody. Knows I can usually there. count the number of people in there before it's, a game. It's usually us. <laughs> so it was packed. And some like, randos at the bar. It was packed like the Green Turtle. It was packed like the Green Turtle that night that we went to. Like it was like fan appreciation night or whatever. It was the Jersey game. Yes. And we couldn't get a table. They were like, yeah, you have to have half your party here to get a table. And the whole bar was packed. And we were all trying to watch the Flyers game. Whatever. Anyway, so Jacob Verana scored the first goal. And I literally grabbed Nikki and screamed, that's my baby. I think that's also what Ovechkin screamed at some point. About Verana? Possibly. I think Um, so. Let's see. So Verana scored... Then somebody from Vegas scored, and it was like, well, fuck. And then the Caps scored again, and it was Ovi on the power play, and the bar went wild. And then Vegas scored again, because Vegas sucks. And then Vegas scored again, because Vegas sucks. So it's 3-2 to two going into the third. And we're like, okay, getting a little nervous. And then... Fucking DSP. DSP falling. Like, that was almost the exact reverse angle of the Ovechkin goal. Yeah, the, the Thrasher's one from 100,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. The goal. Look, I got, I have, uh, I have had beef with Devontae Smith-Pelly throughout this season. I think season we all have. For reasons other than his sketchy play at times. Because any of you who know me know that I sort of see Devontae Smith-Pelly uh, having been signed on July 3rd from the New Jersey Devils, they bought him out as sort of, quote unquote, what we got from Marcus Johansson. So I, Except not really, but yes, I, I can see your point. Kind of. What did we actually get from Marcus Johansson? A second round pick and a third round pick, and we only have the second round pick because we sent the third round pick to Chicago for Michael Kempney. Yeah, so a bag of pucks. A bag of pucks that we don't even have anymore. 
But I. But we I, do have a Kepney. I my, mean, whatever. I do like Kepney. My brain want all season has wanted to take this out on DSP. Now you can't. Now I have come to terms with. I would like for him to stay and play on the fourth line on my team. Only the fourth line, though. He's not better than a fourth liner, and I'm so sick of seeing him move up the lines. Well, Trotz isn't going to be around to do that anymore, so there's that. means they'll actually play our fucking rookies, maybe. But if it's Reardon, who knows? My dream, though, is the fourth line of Chenandler with DSP and Gersich on the wings. No, no, I, my fourth line, my dream fourth line, Chandler at center in the event that we u- lose Jay Beagle, which we, we probably will. will, with Nate Walker and Axel Janssen Fialbi. Fastest, that ain't gonna happen next Hulk, season, though. It could. I mean, it He's could. Good. Fialbi is so good and mean. I think Walker will actually get a place on the team. With I think he will too. And he deserves it. He's so, oh, yeah. like, yeah, okay, whatever. There, He's got a size issue. But he makes up for it by being very fast, smart, and mean. He's mean as hell. Mean Australian. So, quick side note. I don't know if you caught all of McClellan's thing, and I know we're skipping around here. Mm. But speaking to the whole point of possibly, you know, playing our rookies more, McClellan talked a little bit about how, you know, the, the best thing that Trot's did for the organization was to change the culture for the better and what they'd be looking for in his replacement is somebody who can keep that culture in play and while also speaking to how the league is changing in that it's becoming more of a development league Mm -hmm. and a lot of the younger players are coming up sooner than you know they're traditionally expected to and we need somebody who can really develop those young players and I went Ding, 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 ding. That's exactly right. And, you know, you and I have said before exactly what Trotz is not good at. He relies too much on experience and grit. And that's how we have guys like Brooks Orpik continuously getting a jersey over guys like Nate Schmidt. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake. Or Nate Schmidt getting a jersey over Carl Alsner, which was also a mistake. No offense to Carl. All offense to Carl? All offense to Carl. Carl said some stupid shit that came back on him. I wish I had compiled a list of former Washington Capitals who said they were going to go somewhere else because they wanted to win a cup. Carl Alsner. I mean, so far, that's a short list. Uh, Yeah, those are the two I can think of off the top of my head. Somebody said Dan Winnick said something, but I don't think that's Dan Winnick's vibe. I don't think so either. And frankly, I I think Dan Winnick's vibe is, I'm happy to be playing in the NHL. Dan Winnick's just glad someone signed him. And that makes me sad because he, like, for what the Minnesota Wild signed him for, he could have played in D.C. We could have afforded that. He's making less than DSP. I think. Are they both making league minimum? They might have been making league minimum. I know Dan's DSP was on a DSP was on a two way deal. Yeah, because they thought they might have to put him on waivers to send him down. Mm-hmm. Same with Chase on. Chase on's is two way. That's um same contract um Tyler Gravac was on. Only he got sent down and didn't get brought back. It's really weird because he got sent down as a conditioning stint and never got brought back. Well, because they brought Chandler Stevenson up. Yeah, and Chandler said, "I want me a job." Chandler was like, "I'm staying." I love Chandler Stevenson. I'm not going to lie. I bought his jersey. Game worn. I might have to 
invest in some jerseys other than my boyfriend this year. Jerseys or jerseys? Either. Oh. I supposedly won a jersey, but nobody's ever told me anything else about it. Since the time. Well, you need to follow up on that I shit. I know, I don't want to fucking call Catherine about it, though. I will get Eller, probably. Because I have Stevenson, Stevenson, Backstrom, Holtby, Verona, Juice. Anyway, yeah, the Caps see, won have... game five, and we're fucking Stanley Cup champions. That's true. And... Yeah, I have Holtby, 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 and Holtby. I do have a Schmidt. He's dead to me. I have a Schmidt-signed camouflage one. Dead to me. I know. Um, I won't be wearing it again. Dead to me. So the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. The Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. And they have had one hell of a party. They have. All of the babes. The boys and the girls and the babes. The boys and the girls and the babes. <laughs> so we'll get into talking about partying and highlights and possibly some thigh lights because some really weird shit happened. But um, let's talk about some low lights. Let's talk about well, uh, Eric Holla. Let's talk about him. You know what Eric Holla did, Amy? I can't remember. He cut off part of Brooks Orpik's goddamn finger, slashing him in game two. Oh, that is correct. He made finger sausage. Sidney Crosby special. I mean, Sidney Crosby finger sausage might be a whole nother thing. Please but... don't. Please don't. No, that. <laughs> don't want to think about it. Don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, Eric Holla slashes Brooke Orpik so hard that he cuts off part of his pinky finger, which then has to be sewn back on. I guess Brooks Orpik has a whole pinky finger still? I don't really know. I hope so. I mean, in the grand scheme of playing hockey, your pinky finger isn't that big a deal? I guess. It'd be nice to have your whole fucking hand without somebody cutting it off. I mean... If Carl Olsner can't open jars anymore and he's still playing. Brooks Orpik he's, scored a goal. And he's nowhere near as old as Brooks Orpik. Brooks Orpik scored a goal, though. Mm-hmm. In the Stanley Cup playoffs. In the final. A fucking game winner. Game winning goal. That was in game two, was it not? Yes. Before he got part of his finger cut off, I believe. Yeah. I just remember. Well, us- that, was in game, that was in game three, though, wasn't it? Because he went off. I seem to remember him going off the ice and wearing a red uniform. He went off the ice in Game 3 because he got a headshot into the glass. Ah. From, I believe, Braden McNabb. Yeah, fuck him, too. Fuck Braden McNabb. I taught that was on my list of fuck this golden knight. Braden McNabb is one of them. Because he doesn't he doesn't know how not to play, now how not to, like, cheap shot people. And the thing that pisses me off is that one of those hits. Oh, the Kuznetsov hit in Game 2. When yes, watch, where we all thought we were never going to see Koozie again. When you watch the fucking Quest for the Stanley Cup episode, you see the refs saying, oh, that was clean, that was clean. Fucking was it? Are they yeah, looking I at something so. I can't see? Because that was not clean. It was a fucking headshot. I'm ready to fight. Let's fight. Let's go. <laughs> bring me bring me fucking... Who, what's, his, what's his fucking name? Uh, Wes McCauley. Bring it, Wes. You can't, you can't fight Wes. He's too pretty. He's very good looking, which is a horrible thing I learned from the quest of the Stanley Cup. I know, right? Ugh. Anyway, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights suck. Next item is the Knights Game 3 goal, which we've already discussed. What the fuck, Braden Holtby? Mm, yeah, that's one of those things. See, I used to, and to his credit, he used to be really bad about that, about playing the puck too hard too much. Like, I used to find myself screaming, get back in your hole, way more often than I have in the last, say, two seasons. Until game three. 
And when then I went, we didn't trust him anymore. Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah. look, there have been some times where we've had to yell that at him. Mm-hmm. When he's come out of the goal and gotten, like, fucking wiped out. Nailed Mitch Marner, though. I tell you what, yeah. And the the whole, like, stop making my heart stop and going and making plays at the blue line. You're a goalie. Stay in your home. Blue paint. That's where you belong. In the crease. <laughs> in the crease. My next item is that Nate Schmidt is dead to me, which we've also already discussed. Mm-hmm. Fucking dead to me. Forever. I'm going to burn my Nate Schmidt jersey. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm going to put it in the tub with the Marcus Johansson Caps jersey that I don't wear anymore. The last one that I have here is the Knights don't know how to play from behind, and it's bad. Yeah, no, they really don't. Like, as soon as they go down, shit gets... They start playing, like, Philadelphia. And or Pittsburgh. Columbus. They start playing like those teams who are used to winning, which doesn't really apply to Philadelphia. They just are like that. Used to yes. hitting people. Oh, Radko mm-hmm. Goodies. They just. Well, and to be fair, a lot of those guys came from East Coast teams whose last resort is, well, if you don't have any skill, let's just knock some people around and play dirty. Ryan Reeves. Uh huh. That pit, that's, again, again, as I said previously, I don't understand why people act like, oh, well, we have Ryan Reeves. Tom Wilson will never fight Ryan Reeves. Tom Wilson has fought Ryan Reeves probably more than once. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. I know he's done it at least once. He didn't do it when Reeves was on Pittsburgh because I don't think Reeves, like, they ever played in a game together while Reeves was on Pittsburgh. And Reeves has no skill. Like, Reeves is not a skill player. Reeves is a fourth liner. Tom Wilson is a top-line, elite-scoring power forward. Suck my dick. Yeah, I mean, he had his best his best career season this year. But you still want to compare him to Ryan Reeves? Well, I mean, people still want to call him absolute garbage, too. So, there's Tom that. Wilson? Yeah. I mean, look, I get that you don't like that guy on another person's team, but... He's not. You're happy to have that guy on your team. Exactly. Vegas fucking loves Ryan Reeves. They're like, oh, yeah, Ryan Reeves. Pittsburgh loved him. Fucking St. Louis loved him. Have you been in St. Louis before? Yes. And it's like. One of my favorite parts of the quest for the Stanley Cup is after game one, is show Ryan Reeves in the tunnel going, one down, three to go. And I looked at the TV and said, except not. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, like, Tampa Bay has, um,. What's his fucking face from Pittsburgh originally? Not Hedman. Kunitz. Kunitz. Oh, yes. Who's dirty as fuck. And Always they're like, oh, been. well, he does blah, blah, blah. Well, no, he's dirty. He's dirty player. And Tom Wilson's not inherently dirty. He's just like a bull in a china shop. Well, he was he was initially being raised to be inherently dirty. Yes. Tom's career trajectory, such as it began was that he would be a goon. But as it turns out, he maybe is actually a skilled player. And they're probably... Which is why they drafted him where they did. He's Yeah, he was drafted in the first round. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I just, I do get it in that people hate him because he's... Huge and likes to team. hit people and, yeah, and gets in people's heads. Yeah, and I, it's like, it's like... Like, I don't want to make this comparison because I really, really, really fucking hate Brad Marchand, but Boston loves that dude. Yep. Well, and actually, I heard No, Steve that's Dangle... not the same thing because he's actually a really skilled hockey player, and he well, doesn't have to do what I was going to say was does. Steve Dangle now refers to Tom Wilson as a less skilled Brad Marchand, which I think is accurate. That's fair. 
Only Tom's not deliberately trying to hurt anybody. And Mr. he sure Let's is elbow Marcus Johansson in the fucking face. I'm never letting it go. I'm never letting it go. I know. You're like Titanic with that. You'll never let go. I'll never let go, Brad. Next <laughs> what year. If he licks you? What if he licks Boston, you, though? Who are you going to elbow, Brad? God! Sorry. Sorry. We need to make Brad Marchand signs for those, like, preseason games. God, I fucking hate that dude. No, I'm just going to make a great big fucking poster board with JoJo's quote about it. Like, how long until someone actually gets hurt? How long until he ends someone's career? Fuck Brad Marchand. Oh, my God. Okay. We have, we have to stop talking about that. Anyway, I don't understand the logic behind, uh, Tom Wilson won't fight Ryan Reeves. Uh, Tom Wilson wouldn't fight Jamie Alexiak. Dude fucking fought Joe Thornton. He ain't scared of shit. Well, and, you know, in the same breath as, well, he won't fight so-and-so and he won't fight so-and-so is, how come he always has to fight all the time? Yeah, because y'all well, are trying to which fight. Is it? Like, Alexiak rolled up to fight him and he was like, nah, bro. Because... What did Ovi say? Out there like, making good choices. What did Ovi say? Don't oh, do anything stupid. That's right. And we tell him to make good choices. And I then he tells baby Verona to make good choices. He, well, that was... A, we'll get there. <laughs> Highlights. That's the next section. And we'll talk about uh, Tom Wilson telling Jacob Verona to make good choices in that... Yo, the Washington Capitals can drink. Dude. Um, yeah. I'd be dead. I I wouldn't be I would be straight up fucking a walking corpse like Nick Backstrom was for like two days of that. Dude, it was weekend at Nikki's there for a bit. It, like I'm pretty sure that Ovi and Carlson were like holding him up. I don't think he was awake. Yeah, and that's why he had the shades on. The constantly. sunglasses were on and nobody was home. Yeah. That's a corpse. I mean, my boyfriend got a little out of hand, too. Your boyfriend went swimming in a fountain in his jeans and sneakers. In his, his, his black jeans and his black t-shirt, like the leftover goth kid who doesn't know where he belongs. He really did look out of place with the rest of those assholes. Because it was like... Shorts, Lumber- t-shirts, baseball hats. Lumberjack like, Tom Wilson. Look at me all my black skinny jeans and my black t-shirt. Lumberjack Tom Wilson, shirtless Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> star TJ Oshie, and emo goth kid Braden Holby. Like, I don't... Correct. <laughs> yeah. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is just as drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, he was kind of the one of the ones, like, egging him on to, like, run in. Like, if you see some of the videos yeah. that people took, like, he was the one, like, like the all right, instigator. are we going? He's like, let's do he, it. Yeah, pretty much. And then I I did read that they misjudged how deep it was. Of course they did. And they were fucking drunk. About four inches. And I think they thought it was much deeper than that. I think they thought it was probably like knee deep. And it was not. Yeah, no. And TJ Oshie just rolls. Just rolls. <laughs> he takes Dude, his, I don't know if you saw. He takes his freaking stocks off. <laughs> fucking rolls. Dude, Ovi just stripped down right there at the edge of the fountain. He, like, kicked off his shoes, took off his pants and his shirt, was thigh like, lights. okay. Thigh lights. Many thigh lights. Alex Ovechkin um, letting his tramp stamps breathe. Yes. I don't know if you saw Elise's tweet, but it was the side-by-side of Oshi and... Who was Oshi holding? Was it Ovi? Wilson. Wilson. 
um, like laying there in the fountain, and it was a side by side next to the picture of of the couple on the beach and from here to eternity. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like valid. I've seen a lot yeah. of those comparisons. Yeah, it was. Um, that one was pretty spot fucking on because it's so. <laughs> it's art. It's fucking art. It's drunk art. Dude, that picture of of TJ and Tom just looking into each other's eyes like they are so in love. Look, like at the bar, loves each other, and I would love to tell you that it's in a completely platonic bro way. But even my roommate's mom was pretty sure Ovi and Nikki were gonna kiss on the mouth. You know, and I would. I wouldn't I was be like, surprised if they did. At I was some like, point, they're so close, Ovi can taste Nikki's snooze. <laughs> like, literally, I don't, un- like, it. I can't, I can't, alright. There were tattoos. Tattoos were gotten. There was a party bus. Party buses were had. There was a Blink party bus Blink with Blink-182 was sung on the party bus. All the small things. Devontae Smith-Pelly was suffering. Which is yeah, how I feel like about somebody, like, Blink-182. Let me DJ. I'm big mood, Devo. Uh, I feel that way about Blink-182, too. Um, especially since they do. threw down for Vegas. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Uh, fucking, fucking, um, what's his face? The drummer was literally there. Two of the games that we were, the two games that we were there, he was there, both of those games. Oh, he that's right, Travis Barker. He's with the drumline. Yep. Vegas has a drumline. And, um, then their, like, official, uh, Twitter, like, threw in, which I guess, whatever, they're a West Coast band, but, like, fuck off. Don't do that. We won anyway. Fuck you. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, there were tattoos. My one of my favorite parts again. Several favorite parts. Number one. What's your favorite? When Verana gets a tattoo on his wrist and yet lifts up the sleeve of his T-shirt. Oh, that to was show not... off said wrist tattoo. <laughs> that was not. Apparently, he also got a tattoo up on his forearm. But he was trying to show off the one on his wrist. The best yes. part about that is that he's laying on the fucking table crying while they tattoo his wrist. And say, you just hit me with a fucking Because puck. that girl, Ellen, that works there, filmed it. And she apparently, yes. and she held his hand and she like told him he'd, she'd hold his hand or whatever. And she told him that it didn't hurt worse than getting hit with a fucking puck. I'm sure she didn't. And then he was like, just hit me with a fucking puck. He strongly disagreed. And then dad, Braden Holby, came Braden and Holby held his hand. also too. held his hand. Except Braden Holtby was also filming him while holding his hand. So it wasn't really so much of a dad thing as much as it was your older brother making fun of you and sending it all to the to the group chat. Yeah, I would really like to see that film, actually. <laughs> so, It'll like, never happen. The top five things that happened at the fucking tattoo parlor. Holtby's. Did you see Holtby's tattoo? I really I liked did. it. I did. It's, it's not dissimilar to um, Verona's, honestly. Yeah, but Verona has some, like, stick action or something yeah, going no, on. Yeah, no, Verona's got some... Holby's is, like, just the Stanley Cup with the DC, uh, the three stars and the bars. Like, the DC. Yes. Bar. And it's really nice. Verona's is the Stanley Cup also, but there's some p- hockey sticks. Ne- it's stupid. Um, and then, speaking of stupid, dude, if you're drunk and you get a tattoo, don't involve dates. And try not to involve, oh, I don't know, five or six of them all at once. So many. I gotta wonder if they're all right. I would hope so, but you never know. Andre, we're talking about Andre Burkowski. Andre Burkowski. Andre Burkowski, the dumbest well, and, Washington capital. And, and they made fun of him because it says something like Stanley Cup champions, 
June 7th, 2018. And then all of the birth dates for everybody it's are European. For his, so the years his, are first. Yeah. Of uh, his parents and sisters. I really hope they're right. If not, those people are going to have to change their birthdays. <laughs> Berkey can afford laser tattoo removal. Also, it's Does he ugly. understand I'm that sorry, it's even Andre. an option? It's ugly. I mean... We're waiting to see... Not a lot of hockey tattoos are pretty. Oh, please. A lot... I'll send you... Later, I'm going to get you pictures of Jamie Alexiak. Okay. I mean, Cause... some of the, some of the guys that have really nice sleeve work done, yes. Yeah. But, like, Ovi's most got his of dumb them... tramp stamps, and we're out here living our lives. Holby's tattoos True. are good. Holby's tattoos are good. Because Holby's are like... I didn't realize... I also didn't realize until, like, for whatever reason, the final, how many of the guys actually do have their wedding rings tattooed on. Because they can't wear them. I know. But I didn't realize. Like, I noticed it right away on my boyfriend. Mm. But then I noticed it. I think Carly has it. And, I think TJ has it as well. Yes. And um, I think maybe Brooks Orpic does, too. Surely not. I can't imagine Brooks Orpic having tattoos. That's just weird. That's going too far. Dude, I could not imagine him chugging a beer in public until I saw him at the party. He did a keg stand! He did. Cup stand. Well, yeah, but a keg stand. Dude, and not only not only did the boys do cup stands and shit. Man, after the parade, the press were doing keg stands. Like, Alan May brought his own keg. Dude, and Alan May had the good beer. Yeah, he did. He had a... If you're in DC, what happens when you bring your own? If you're in the DC area, and you can go to Port City Brewing Company in Alexandria, Alan May had a keg of their Optimal Wit, and it's their beers. Some of their beers are so fucking good. I wish I could remember which ones I had. Now we went on a beer tour there ah. last summer. Their beers are amazing, except for their IPAs. But I hate IPAs, and that's no fault of theirs. If I wanted to eat Orange Pith, I would just eat Orange Pith. I mean. Anyway. We're mixing our thigh lights and our highlights, but um, I saw that so tends much. to happen. Look, dude. Uh, yeah, especially when it's just dudes being drunk. Um, how many shirts got ripped? Shirts were stolen. Shirts were purchased off of other human bodies. Sleeves were ripped off of shirts. Nathan Walker's entire lower half, like like his shirt from like an inch above his nipples, was just fucking gone. You saw that, right? I did. I was like, well, um, what happened? Carly's was that ripped. In, in, yeah, in the shot of Wilson chugging a, was Ooh. it a Corona? Wilson um, had a Corona. Wilson, Wilson, I, Tom Wilson doesn't know how to chug a beer. No, no, not at all. TJ Oshi. To be fair, I don't think he had 100% of his skills going on at the time. TJ Oshi could teach a master class in chugging beer. TJ Oshi was in a frat in college. Yeah. TJ I mean, Oshie. That's a good American hockey player right TJ there. TJ Oshie chugged two fucking Bud Lights at once. And I've never been so turned on in my life. <laughs> at least he did. And he knows how to chug beers through shirts. Yeah, and okay. Jerseys. For some fucking reason, TJ Oshie's fucking party trick is to chug beer through his shirt. Like to he, flip this shirt up over his face and then drink the beer. Which he apparently did at a team bonding event. And now they make him do it all the time. So they made him on a stage in front of the entire city of D.C. Chug a Dude, beer he did it before jersey. that. He, he did. did. He did it game. at the Nats game as well. During the freaking seventh inning stretch. Because 
He apparently his nipples needed a stretch during the seventh inning because everybody got to see them. Look, there's tattoos on his chest. He can let his nipples out to be free. I noticed that as well. He's got a real dumb one, like the crossed hockey sticks with the seventy-four. Because yeah. he was seventy-four, and if we lose John Carlson, does that mean he's no longer seventy-seven and he can get Ooh. his number back? Good question. Will TJ Oshie change his number if John Carlson leaves? He better not, because I got us. That's one of the one that I have. I have a <laughs> seventy-seven. Get a new one. Dimitri Orlov changed his. What was his before it was nine? You know what? I was talking about this with someone the other day, and I literally don't fucking remember. I don't either. I'm googling. It. But see, I like I like multiples of nine though. Like I like that my my good college dropout son is sixty-three. I like, I like that Travis Boyd is seventy-two, but that's my birth year too. I was Travis Boyd was better at hockey. Yeah, well, you know, he, he, I don't, he might get better, she says, with very little conviction. I mean, he, he won't, he won't be, ever be better than a fourth liner. See, I no. think your boy, I think your boy Axel might start on the fourth line, but I think he's, he's going to move up to the third or the second relatively God. quickly. I, he is so, I'm just. Put him on the second with, with, with Larry and, and. On a second, Brett Connolly, not second, third with Larry and Brett Connolly. Put Berkey where? I don't know who else do we lose in terms of forwards. Um, not Mitt, uh, Beagle, Chase on. We'd have to resign, and frankly, I don't think we need to with the depth we have. Um, Chase on, I don't think we need Beagle. I would like to keep just because he's sweet. I like Jay Beagle. And you know, if we don't keep him, that'll be two years in a row that Kara. Will have lost her hockey boyfriend in the offseason. What year did Dmitry Orlov come to play on this team? Oh, there God. 81 was his original number. Oh, see? Multiple of nine. I found it. I was just looking I at the wrong place. I forgot. So, yeah, let's see. What else with the partying? Um, champagne was doused off the roof of Don Tito's into the streets of Arlington. Caps that did TJ, TJ, TJ do a cup stand. Yes, he did. Ovi did one. Brooks did one. Brooks, did, Brooks Orbeck did a cup stand. Jacob Verona got very, very drunk and posted a lot of things on Instagram. And he reminded me of the freaking copier dude on SNL. And only stopped said, because Tom Wilson told him to stop. Too bad Tom Wilson wasn't in the Czech Republic when he was at that weird bar and some dude was chained up and some girl was like doing shots off of his bare chest where he's fucking chained up in this Czech bar. Jacob things Ryan are weird in things are weird in, to go home and go in to bed. Europe. <laughs> go home and go to bed, kid. It was seven o'clock in the morning. I looked up the time. I was like, dude. Well it was Saturday. Oh, I, I was gonna say it's not like it's a school night Technically, or nothing. Technically it was Sunday. I've lost the thread of the conversation. Um okay. Highlights, highlights, partying. Partying. Um, um, one thing oh. I do want to say as part of the highlights, um, congratulations to my spiritual father, Alex Ovechkin and his insanely gorgeous wife on, um, their impending parenthood because she is at least 50% baby. I don't know how they kept yes. that a secret. Except for you. Yeah. I mean, when you're that skinny, it's really easy to wear baggy clothes and hide shit. Well, but also, did you see the picture where someone had found the picture um, of them in Tampa Bay and she and Varvara Orlova both have blankets wrapped around their lower halves? No. She literally, like, her BFF Varvara Orlova really went all in on this. (laughs) I don't doubt that one bit. 
I'm willing to 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 throw my my guess out there now and say that it's going to be a, a boy Ovi and not a girl Ovi. Although you saw her up close, dude. No, she's fucking pregnant. Um, Melanie thinks she's carrying higher, and it's a girl because Melanie was with me when I mean we saw her at Kettler the Saturday after they won. Right. So my question to you is: I've always found, and as a non-mother myself, I am no expert in any of this, but I've always found that pregnant bellies that look like basketballs are boys and pregnant bellies that look like pregnant bellies are girls. Oh, then she's carrying a boy. Okay. Based on that, it's a boy. Yeah. That's that's always been my theory. And frankly, I think, and I don't know if you heard Ian. Ian was the one that asked him at breakdown day whether they'd considered the name Stanislav or not. I didn't see that. For the baby. Yeah. What did, um, what, what did Ovi say? He said, he thought about it. Like his eyes started, like you could tell like the gears were working and he was trying, like, not to, and he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then somebody asked him, like, if they knew what they were having. He said, and yeah, he we said, know. Yeah. But, yeah, it was clearly Ian's voice that asked him about Stanislav, which I kind of thought was a cute question. But, come on, Ian. But I think it's a boy. I think, just judging from how freaking giddy Ovi is about everything, it's got to be a boy. Maybe he's just excited that they're <laughs> a baby. I don't know. I just can't see him getting that excited about having a You know who I bet girl. is hype as fuck about it? His mom. Oh, yeah. Because I, to- oh, I told 100%. you. 100%. I have seen her, like, at Kettler, like, interacting with Koozie's daughter. And it's just, it's like, God, you, dude, you gotta get this woman a grandbaby. She needs the grandbaby. Koozie's daughter is way too cute. Koozie's daughter they all have horrible. really fucking cute um, kids. I, I was devastated to find out that Brooks Orpik has a fat baby as well. I know. Well, that's not devastating. That's good news. More fat babies. There will never be as good a fat baby as Oshi fat baby, though. TJ Oshi's fat baby. I need a picture of the fat baby in the cup. They put Orpik's fat baby in the cup, but not Oshi's fat baby. Hello? Yeah, there needs to be a fat baby in the cup picture. Um, Also, I I think uh, Vince Backstrom would really, really like it if they would stop putting him in the cup. Because he looks like he really, really hates it. But that might just be his well, face. Well, he's his father's son. That might just be his face. Yeah, he, he comes by that honestly. <laughs> That's just, that may just be the Backstrom face. I did, somebody pointed out, I, I heard an old podcast when they were talking about, it was before the Vegas series was over, the Puck Soup guys were interviewing Izzy. Mm-hmm. And they asked her, you know, who she'd most like to spend like a day with the cup with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, Ovi, no question. Oh, yeah. And they're like, they're like, all right, Ovi's out of the picture. Who would you want it? You know? And she was like, I don't know, probably. And I forget. I think she said Koozie. But probably. they were talking about all of the different possibilities. And one of the things that they brought up, which I had forgotten, is that Nathan Walker is getting married next month. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, I don't know how I would feel as the future Mrs. Nathan Walker if he decided to bring the Stanley Cup to our wedding. I don't know. Because I'm very, On the like... one hand, it'd be like, that's the coolest thing ever! And on the other hand, I'd be like, this is my fucking wedding. But also, you're marrying someone who plays hockey professionally. That would be sick as fuck. Put some flowers in the bitch. You know? Nice centerpiece. <laughs> I love it. But... Yeah, apparently he is getting married at some point in July. So that may have an effect on how the cup travels. If they let him have a day with the cup, surely they're sending that cup to Australia. 
why would they not? It would be stupid ass of them not to from a PR um, standpoint. I gotta say, so far, my favorite one that's been mentioned is Chandler Stevenson. Yes. And he is bringing a cup to Humboldt. Taking his to um, Humboldt, Saskatchewan, yeah. Because he's from Saskatchewan. So is my boyfriend. Yeah, well. He's going to take he's from Saskatoon. Or near Boyd- Saskatoon. Boydminster to the farm. The Holt yeah. family farm. And he's going to sit and play acoustic guitar. He's going to play Jack Johnson songs to it, isn't he? Fuck. You know, he's... there are things I love about my boyfriend and things that made me just roll my eyes so goddamn hard about him. A man is tone deaf, by the way. I mean... His mother sings professionally for a living. Supposedly. It's like, apparently, like, the way he describes it is, yeah, she sings, but it's like, the more it gets brought up, the more famous she gets. Mm. It's really, it's kind of funny. That's the way, like, like, that's the way he described it, kind of, on, uh... She's Lloyd Minster famous. Let her have her fame. I know that doesn't take much, but like I said, you know, let her have some. So many people who are legit famous for singing, but like, are legit famous musicians. Please help. I know. We, um, we we both we both do, but still, it. she needs something other than being known for On like freaking farm. out in the stands when her son plays hockey. I because girl, she is as emotionally invested in hockey games as you are. She and, and that's saying something. Um, Austin Matthews's mom can sit next to each other. Oh my god. <laughs> They might implode into each other. Oh my god. Just the sheer anxiety that roll, would roll off of them. Well, and it's funny because both of those dads are like, yeah. Chill as fuck. Well, that's where Hopey gets it from, I'm sure. Although, it's really weird. His dad is so little. Look, both of my parents were 5'8", and my brother is 6'4", so there's no accounting for anything, really. No, that's true. Okay. It's just so funny to see his little dad next to him, like, come up to his shoulder. <laughs> but you can see what Holby's going to look like when he gets older, too. Oh, oh, definitely. And, dude, his kid, Benjamin, looks just like him. Yeah, that's true. As much as Nick Backstrom's kids look like him. Yeah, I mean, which... his, uh, like, his eyes and the, just the whole way his face is set is just like his father. All right. Let's hope that Belle looks like her mother. I mean, I don't know. His features would be okay on a girl. Mm. It wouldn't be too bad. Maybe not that jawline, but cheekbones for sure. Well, that nose. So, um, now that the season is over, all that we have left is awards and the draft. And perhaps any trades leading up oh my God. to that. So, I have written, yeah, off-season, buyouts, trades, and the draft. So, let's talk really quickly about something really fucking weird that's going on in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Like... I don't know what's going on, but I remember Eric Carlson making the post on Instagram saying, hey, please stop fucking attacking my wife after their baby died, which Mm. and it's so. And anyway, um, Melinda Carlson, Eric Carlson's wife, filed for a restraining order against Mike Hoffman's fiance. Yeah, I think in Canada it's called an order of protection, which makes Whatever. it sound a little bit more also, creepy, actually. I'm pretty sure that it was granted, so it sounds like she's got some pretty solid evidence. Mm-hmm. Plus, she looks like she did it. Well, yeah, and it includes a bunch of online harassment. It includes basically a death threat to her and death some sort of... Physical, threats uh, of physical harm to Eric. 
Like, it's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, t- take out his knees and end his career. Like, it's horrible. Please, like, that would stop Eric Carlson. I mean, yeah, he plays with broken feet. Having a fucking broken foot didn't stop him. Do you think taking his knees out? He'll just, he'll just put braces on and keep going. Yeah, anyway, you know, guys with no legs play hockey. Uh, yeah. I've seen sled hockey. Sled hockey's baller. I've seen guys play with, like, rods with skates on them. Like, oh, just, like, like the... Attached to their, the, yeah, the Wounded Warrior dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, aside from all this Eric Carlson shit being batshit crazy, and of course so, Hoffman... Yeah, I mean, and the bottom line of that is Hoffman can't stay in Ottawa, and I don't think Carlson will either. I don't think Carlson wants to. I don't, And, like, Carlson is a, supposedly asked for a trade at this point. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, yeah, no, I'd be like, get the fuck out of there. Um, so Ottawa's kind of fucked up anyway. Not as fucked up as Montreal, though. <sighs> Montreal, blockbuster one for one. <laughs> Not quite the original one for one. Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Jersey won that trade. Uh, or but, um, Shea Weber for P.K. Subban. Woof, mama. Like, I don't know what the fuck is up with Montreal other than they only want white Canadian French-speaking robots to play hockey there. Like, I don't even think Sidney Crosby could play hockey there. I think he just sums it up there. perfectly fine. No, 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 no he's from the wrong part no. of Canada. He doesn't speak French. That's I mean, he right. probably does now, but, like, after oh God. years of playing with Latang and Flurry. I don't want he- to hear Sidney Crosby speak French. Ever. I mean, no, Sidney Crosby doesn't speak French. He didn't need to learn French. He only needs to speak English. English is the only language. Sidney Crosby's a racist is what I'm telling you um, yeah, well. I don't get like so blockbuster one for one trade is Max Domi from the Arizona Coyotes to Alex Yalchenyuk from Montreal which thank fuck Alex Yalchenyuk is finally free and he's gonna get to play center yeah no the whole thing is like Montreal doesn't have any center depth but they won't play Galchenyuk at center, which is his natural position. And they're like, oh, like, it's, and it's always some excuse. He's not good enough. He's not smart enough. He doesn't work hard enough. Whatever. He doesn't score enough goals. And they're like, like, he could be, he's like a 30 goal scorer. He could be a 30 goal scorer if they'd play him in his position. And then they're like, oh, well, we don't have any centers. Well, you've got Alex Galchenyuk right here. Plus... There's all this, like, controversy. Like, they've started rumors about substance abuse for Galchenyuk. Um, Galchenyuk, his girlfriend beat the shit out of him. And then he had to apologize for being a distraction. And I like to, because I didn't know this previously, but one of the witnesses to that incident was Devontae Smith-Pelly. When DSP played in Montreal. And... You know, who else played in Montreal and and felt like he found himself and found his game and was a human being again once he got out of Montreal? Larry. Lars Eller, who we love here in Washington. We do love him, and he's actually signed to a really good deal. He really is. Thanks, Larry. We really appreciate it. I don't know, man. That one's fucked up. Montreal is just... Montreal is gonna just... Just burn it. Burn it down, salt the earth. And, yeah. Burn it down and salt the earth. Like, fucking stop. And then, of course, Twitter wants to try and start a rumor about how Montreal is interested in Nick Backstrom. Like, we would trade Nick Backstrom. It would be fucking stupid. I mean, they could be Brendan interested Gallagher. all they want. For Brendan Gallagher. Right. We need that. We need a racist agitator on our team. Former, our team he's which, a former Ranger, isn't he? 
I don't remember. I think he was a ranger before he was like, a hab. Our team has statistically more black men on it than any other team in the league. Because we have two. Yeah, let's get no. a racist in here. Yeah, that shit ain't happening. Um, The other big, big, big news is uh, Barry Trotz resigned. Yeah, he sure did. And it was kind of a stunner, man. I tell you what, here's my feeling on it. And I think I might have shared this before with you in our many trips back and forth to the arena. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that he might not be back, regardless of this year's outcome. And not to spread rumors or anything else, this is just my personal feelings. Ever since he started saying, like, during the pressers after, like, even when we were playing Columbus, but during through most of the playoffs... When the press would ask him questions like, you know, what's different about this year? Or what's changed? No or, pressure, you know, no expectations. Well, but he would always mention, you know, something happened to me during the off season and it caused me to take stuff and Do blah, blah, you blah. You've heard him, heard him say that a couple times, right? I think he had some kind of health scare over the summer. That I, because I, he I lost a shit right. ton of weight too. Yes. Thank you. I'm hoping I'm not right. Which but, speaks to like a heart issue. Honestly. Correct. Correct. Um, and he's not that old. He's 55. He's, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. I know. He's lived hard. Dude, um, my dad died at 52 from a heart attack, so. Yeah. But I, you know, hearing him say that more than once, I thought, all right, he's taking inventory of his shit. But he also, and, I think, straight up told Tortorella that he wouldn't be bad. Right. But again, that has to do with taking inventory of your shit. And I think the fact that the guys... Now, again, they have their own goals, and it's not like they wouldn't be playing for a cup anyway, and it's right. not like they don't get bonuses or anything else. But the way the guys kind of rallied behind him, like I've never seen them do before. I think there's... Uh, yeah, you're right. I think there's something that we don't know. Yeah. And I think, yes, I he think... wanted more money and longer term. Great. But, like, and the thing is, it was such a stunner when it came out, and then it was like... Then all of a sudden there was all this other information like, you know, his extra two years had kicked in and it was he was only getting paid one point five million, which is way low for a coach, especially for one who's won a Stanley Cup. And his extension that kicked in would only give him three hundred more. So he would only be making one point eight. And then he wanted five by five. And they were like, uh, we're not going to give you five more years, dude. Which, honestly, makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, from Especially, a business perspective, I'd tell him to go have fun, too. And to ask for five by five, even though you did win the cup, but knowing that you also almost got fired more than once throughout this season. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I read at one point that if they hadn't won that game in San Jose, he would have been fired. Yeah, um... I've I've read in a couple of different places that same thing. So why would they pay him that? Why would yeah. they give him five years? I think like I, I like Barry. I don't have any. I do too. I think Barry. he's a great guy. I think his coaching. He's style, done a lot of good things for the team, but he's also done a lot of things for the team that might have held them back at times. Schmidt. Yes. I like Barry as a person. I like him more or less as a coach. I have some disagreements with the way with his coaching style and with the fact that he does unfortunately like we discussed earlier puts a lot more emphasis on grit and experience than putting faith in rookies 
even though we've seen what a whole roster full of rookies can do, hello, Pittsburgh back-to-back championships, but also game six against Pittsburgh. Five rookies in that game. Well, four rookies in Jakub Yerbeck, who technically is not a rookie, but this is his first year in the NHL. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's going to come, like, and then, of course, the big rumor is where, where, Grubauer's going to end up, which literally the only rumor I've seen is the Islanders for a first rounder and a pick or a first rounder and an AHL player. I mean, frankly, that's a pretty shrewd which, deal and I'd take it. And I re- and we researched this because there was the rumor came out is some dude apparently has a family friend that works in the Islanders front office and they've made the deal, but they don't want to announce it yet, but they'll announce it before the draft because it involves a draft pick. Islanders do have two first round draft picks. One of them is the 12th, the 12th pick. It is. A re- well, um, and the fact that we can look all that up just means yeah. that he can too. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 11 and 12, 12 is via Calgary. Um, Yaroslav Halak is free agent this season, and he is currently their starter. Starter? He's their starter because Grice is their backup. Grubauer's way the fuck better than Halak. Yeah. Um, the only other team I did any digging into as far as their goalies being a team that needs goaltending, because, you know, there are some teams that I'm familiar with, so as far as a team being that needs goaltending is concerned and has a goaltender coming up RFA or UFA actually um, Dallas needs a goaltender because Lettinen is going to be UFA on July 1st. Bishop's not, but good old Kari let one in. Yeah. I've always thought that that's an unfortunate name to have when you're a goalie. <laughs> and, um, Grubauer's better than both Bishop and Lettinen. So I would, yeah. Love... Bishop needs to be put out to backup pasture at this point. Don't be that harsh to Bish. Bish is like, well, Bishop does. is also prone to injury. Exactly. Unfortunately. Like, I love Ben Bishop, but I want the Dallas Stars to have good goaltending. Another thing that I want for, as far as rumors are concerned, for the Dallas Stars is if the if the Pittsburgh Penguins are looking to dump Phil Kessel, I hope to fuck it to Dallas. Well, apparently there's lots of disagreements going on between Sully and uh, Mr. Kessel yeah, because in Phil, the offseason. Phil Kessel's a douchebag. I just want him to go to Dallas, and I want to see the slap fight that ensues between him and Tyler Sagan. They'll look like... Fucking fucking slap fight. Jamie Ben standing there fucking bewildered. He's like, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, jeez. Who knows? I did hear rumblings on the internets today, back to the Trots thing, that apparently Uncle Teddy and Trots never got along. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew he... Like, I definitely heard he and Reardon never got along. but Or did not at the toward the end of this get along Mm. well and the fact that uncle teddy and he don't get along speaks to the fact that you know basically like it is kind of ass backwards for the organization to say oh you don't want your extra 300k for winning a cup okay bye yeah well i mean even if but if he it sounded to me like he was very firm on five years five million and they were like no and he wouldn't budge from that. So, help me remember: Do coaches' salaries hit the cap? I don't know. I don't know either. Does I want to say they do. Coach salary count against cap each year of an NHL player contract. Blah 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 blah. I love when I have to look shit up. See, Come the on. coaches aren't this part of the players' players. association, though. Why don't coaches' salaries count against the cap? So, no, they don't. Ah, uh, 
Yeah, I was going to say they're they're different. They're actually employees of the NHL. They're not part of the Players Association. So, you know, all of those negotiations for cap increases and crap like that come from the players. That's to, Yeah, okay. I didn't think it was, but now we know. I only know that because we insure the NHL, but that means that we don't insure the players. We just insure all of the employees of the NHL, and that includes coaches. But not players. That's so bizarre. Correct. Because the NHLPA does that. Correct. Probably. It's a separate Correct. entity. Correct. Wow. This took a real depressing turn. It did. Can we think of something fun? No, the Washington Cup Stanley Cup champions. champions. Yes. Um, we are working on some summer content. We are going to do mock awards and a mock expansion draft, which I had some delight with today. Let me just say that based on our mock expansion draft rules, my expansion team is going to have William Nylander and Phil Kessel. Oh, my. Yeah. My right I haven't side, had a chance to look at it yet. I my saw right your, side, your spreadsheet, but I haven't looked at it hard. My right side's fucking stacked. Like, Phil Kessel, William Nylander. Like, our our expansion draft rules are bottom six forwards, bottom pair defensemen, and backup goalies. So based on this arbitrary rule that we've set up and this website that I found that listed, you know, lineups, this is what we've gone with. And we're both drafting this way, and it's totally arbitrary. And it leaves out guys that maybe like Pittsburgh wouldn't leave Phil Kessel exposed unless they really hated him. Connor Sheary was also one of the ones that you could have picked up from Pittsburgh. No, thank you. (laughs) That kid's so ugly. He and uh, Jack Eichel can sit next to each other. Um, What? Just Lula. Jack Eichel. (laughs) Jack Eichel. Irritates me. I don't know what's worse, Jack Eichel's head or Patrick Liney's face. Poor Patrick Liney shaved that beard, though. He He's back to looking like a Bond villain. And or a tiny Lars Eller. Look, don't insult Lars Eller like that. No, I wouldn't ever treat Larry bad. Lars Eller is beautiful. Lars Eller he was is... shirtless in a fountain less than a week ago. He was. No. Lots of them were. Good God. I mean, God. no, only two of them were. And it was Ovi and Lars Eller. So who knew, honestly? Yeah, but I mean, with the way that they were wearing their wet t-shirts, they might as well have been topless. It's the best Washington Capitals wet t-shirt contest ever. I say we do that every summer. Hell yeah. Send them to be Pride. That should be part of the whole, whole fan Pride. fest. Send them to Pride, douse them with water, let the gays decide. I mean, I was kind of upset that Holpe wasn't at Pride. He I'm glad that busy. Brandy showed up. Holpe was busy. He's busy rolling around the fountain. Well, he was at the fucking baseball game. He had commitments. Well, he wore a pride hat he stole from somebody. That's true. He did steal it. He didn't even offer anything in return. He was I like, mean, give me your hat. steal it. He asked for it. And he told that girl her hair looked good. So if she's anything like me, I would have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, in I'm the not capacity that I've ever. I'd be ever like, you can have anything off of my body right now. Ever Thank had you. the ability to make words at Braden Holtby. I think the only Washington Capitals I've been able to actually speak to are the fucking rookies. Oh, no. I made words. I've made words at him. I had fun with Taylor Chorney at Casino Night, okay? We were talking about how neither of us knew how roulette worked. <laughs> well, and, and I fixed John Carlson's boutonniere at Casino wreck. Night. His boutonniere was a wreck. Stanley Cup champion John Carlson. John Carlson. Stanley Cup champion Dmitry Orlov threw my beer across the room. Okay, that that's, is that's true. an exaggeration. He whacked it out of my hand when we went to put our arms around each other to take a picture. But. Still. Anyway. 
And the only reason you have a selfie with Stanley Cup champion Alexander Ovechkin is because I said, go get in a line. There's not a line. I panicked. That's why you start one. <laughs> All right. So we are going to have some summer content. Um, even though it's off season, we will continue to probably talk. talk we'll have a couple of, at least a couple of episodes, um, especially because we do want to talk about the awards and the draft. And then we'll probably talk about some trades and shit like that as well um, oh i'm sure some other news will pop up for us to talk I'm about. sure there will be absolute fucking disasters i'm just waiting for the moment when the caps do me dirty this year well and you know i'm sure some news will come out about certain people's days with the cup yeah that we can talk about we'll have plenty we'll have plenty to talk about in the off season because our team is what stanley cup champions so if you want to follow us, we do update on Pucker Up Pod on Twitter. You can email us and ask any questions at puckeruppod at gmail.com. Don't ask us what goaltender interference is because we don't know. We um, also don't know about offsides. Offsides is fake. And we are happy to always happy to chat. Yes. So, you know, send us questions. Send us, you know, comments, concerns, complaints. Not that we'll pay attention to any of them, but. Especially not if you're a Penguins fan. Correct. And again, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>